Hello friends and welcome to the second episode of Live Laugh Lovecraft, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast where a bunch of really funny comedians um, and people who work in science, English and people who don't have jobs like me and Steve get together um, and just try to have a good time with you. Really quick disclaimer before this episode though, we normally strive for wonderfully high fidelity audio, the sort of stuff that transports you to the world I've created for you, which may or may not end up being more terrifying than the world we currently inhabit. We are yet to see. Well, this week I I did an oopsie and I sort of forgot to plug in my microphone. Um, I've done what I can with the audio to try and tidy it up, uh, but just in advance, just uh, my personal apologies for that. Um, Still, I think it's a, a fairly sound episode. And I hope you enjoy. So without any further ado, um, time to introduce our cast. Uh, Kate. Yeah, hi, my name is Kate Hunter. Um, I do all number of things. Uh, this is currently my life problem is just to figure out just the, the simple answer to it. What is it that you do? Um, so I'll leave that as a mystery for everyone while I continue to figure it out. And uh, do you say like I'm playing or do you, do you say I am? in then my voice or in then the voice of the character Ooh. characters not playing them are they okay you can't say you play I the character so and so as them because then they're playing a character called themselves and then you're into meta stand-up comedy okay <laughs> and i'm playing <laughs> um i'm playing uh Bacco who is a satyr bard. I'm also joined by Zoe McGee. Yes, uh, and you've just saved me the trouble of introducing myself, which is incredibly convenient. I also am struggling to figure out my life, but I feel like that is a world problem rather than my specific problem. Um, And at the moment, I am an academic researching the 18th century and uh, issues of consent and gender in novels, uh, which means that I'm claiming this is research since it's got something to do with storytelling. I am playing Ivy, who is a tiefling druid, and uh, I, I, I was going to say words, but the words have gone. Hello, I am Lucy Eckersley. I am a wild animal biologist by training, science communicator by being paid to do it, um, and I am playing Brogar, who is a absolutely massive golden dragonborn. I know exactly what I'm doing with my life, which is professional Dungeons and Dragons playing. Uh, my name is Steve Cross. I'm playing. Snookums Jolliver who is a goblin who is a cleric of the god of cookery and massively chaotic good and lovely and open and sharing and has like all the healing spells Cool, and uh, I'm Sam Mackay, a man of not many voices who's already run out of um, accents to do, and we're only two episodes in. And I'm the the game master in this this wonderful game of Dungeons and Dragons. Last time we left off, um, we'd done some things, um, and and not many things, but a few things. And, and our eclectic party have all introduced themselves to you. Got together in a small tavern, the, the Jolly Albert, where they received an offer of a first quest uh, from the barkeep who turned out had lost some spices. They wandered their way down to a wharf, met some interesting fruit merchants and agreed to help these fruit merchants who definitely weren't suspicious looking at all, uh, carry their things back to, to their warehouse. And that's where we left off as uh, these not suspicious at all looking fruit merchants had slammed the door behind them as they entered in. Um, and I asked people to roll initiative, which for those of you who are uninitiated, means we're about okay. to do a little bit of fighting. I rolled initiative and it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I get nothing to initiative. I'm massive. 
I'm in the reach of all of the people we're fighting. I got a five. But we're all quick and can get out of the way. 14 plus two, which is 16. Yeah, I was a seven plus one, so an eight. Cool. And finally, Bacco. Two. I got two. Didn't this happen last time? (laughs) The the dramatic pauses and then a (laughs) crappy number. As you uh, as you walked into this this warehouse, initially there's a little bit of a corridor. You'd walk down about ten feet, and as you got to the end of the corridor, the room started opening up. And it's about sort of forty feet long, thirty feet wide, and you can see from where you are there's aisles of shelving horizontally with crates stacked up on top of uh, each of these shelves, each of which seems to have a, a different address on them um, to various places in in the the city in different different languages. The door slammed shut. One of the gents who was carrying one of the crates uh, decides to attempt to to throw it at Brogar, being the biggest and most obvious issue. Um, most obvious target, yeah. Most obvious target, yeah. He's, he's yeah. big. And that's a nine. Does that hit? So basically you check your armor class. It doesn't it hit. Thank doesn't. God. I've got, like, no hit points right now. <laughs> You've got loads no. of hit points. I've got loads. I say yes. loads. Level loads. character. <laughs> exactly. Um, he attempts to throw this this crate at you, but uh, unfortunately misjudges the, the weight of it and throws it straight down at the, the floor beneath you, <laughs> making clear to you exactly what's going on at this point in time. Oh, hello. Um, right. Uh, Snookums has been reading a book called uh, The Enemies Know What They're Doing, which is a real-world book about how to fight as a goblin. So, this is what Snookums is going to... How many of these fuckers are there? Four of them. Currently, uh, there's two stood next to um, each of you as you, you walked in with them. There's one by the door who's just shut the door, and there's another trailing behind you. So you're sort of surrounded. Right. I'm sorry. Snookums did homework. My uh, Brogar's thick as shit. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to go well. I'm, I'm a wisdom-based character. I've got a plus boats. four on my wisdom saving throws. I've got street smarts. Check this out. <laughs> right. The guy is in front of me. Yes. I cast Sacred Flame at him. It's a, he's got a DC 12 uh, check, and it is a dex save. He rolls a nine. And I've hit the fucker, right. I'm also, because, like, I figure if you've got stuff, use it. I'm going to use Fury of the Small, which I can <laughs> once per short rest. And uh, that does 1d8 plus 1 radiant damage. Do you want me to roll okay. the, the d8? Yes, so how much damage did Sacred Flame do? D8, and then Fury of the Small gives oh. plus 1, because I'm level yeah. 1. Cool. I rolled my d8, it's a 7. Wow. Eight. It's huge. Only level one. Cool. Know, yeah. <laughs> it's called knowing, knowing, knowing. Right. Now I run as far away from everybody else as I can. Into the warehouse. Right down the yeah. end of the warehouse, into one of the other cool. things. And as my bonus action, I use nimble escape to hide. Okay. So uh, having raised your... How do you cast the sacred flame? How do I cast sacred flame? Like <laughs> Personally. This? I say... I summon the spirits of the Donnerkipper! The flames gush forth from Snookum's tiny fingers, scalding this man in, in his in his full leathers. Even his, his little club is, is starting to get stinged. He's patting himself out. He's in rather a lot of pain at this point. Snookum's then dashes off to the back of the, of the warehouse, not to be seen at all. As I He's run in... off, I'm shouting, I hate anyone who hoards spices! <laughs> 
Snookum is now out out of sight. I assume you dodged into one of these little aisles. Well, I ran as far as I could, dodged down the thing, and then yeah, I'm using my uh, my bonus action, nimble escape. It's a secret trick of goblins to hide. I'm now hidden. Does that mean? Oh, so does nimble escape mean you don't take opportunity attacks? Nope. Because that's quite. Damn. Very useful. Um, wonderful. Another one of the bandits, he was holding a crate. He pops his crate down, picks up his uh, little dagger in his belt, and he's going to attempt to stab Bacco. Oh, um, so I'm going to target. I'm going to roll. He's got a plus two. He's rolled a 12. What number does it say in the little shield armor class box on your character sheet? 10. And he hits. So I'm now going to roll for damage, which is a 1d4. Oh, God. Oh, no. He's hit you for four damage. Uh, he, he he grabs his little knife and he slides it perfectly uh, into your 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 leg, your, your real leg, not your human leg. Um, another bandit. This is uh, the one who's just slammed the door shut. He's going to take the time to, to rush over to you. And then um, with his his club, Ivy does can I just a... Can I check? Because one yes. of these bandits was female last time. Yes, and I thought she, she was the one with the door. Is this is she is she was she somewhere else? Because I'm 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 worried about her. She so You're suspicious. She has I just want to make sure she hasn't like stopped existing. If if I clarified that she shut the door, yeah. my current intention was that she was between you and the, the person who shut the door. But if I said right. they shut the door, you might be right. And I should have checked my notes. Um wow, they're transmogrifying. It's it's the woman. <laughs> Um, and she, yeah, she, she's going to dash towards you. And if you recall, she had a blackjack on there. Whips out the table, the cards. <laughs> she gets you to put your money down. She takes your money. Or she says, do you want this? And you say, no, I'll have a fruit salad instead, please. Because no one wants a blackjack. They're gross. Oh, I always like blackjacks. Yeah. Oh, licorice. <laughs> What's a blackjack? It's a sweet world. It's a sweet a card game and a weapon. It, <laughs> it hasn't been clarified here as to which it's currently being used. It's an American called Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, does a let's roll. So we're going to roll d twenty and add plus one. A four. I assume doesn't hit, but your armor class may be ridiculously low. It is higher than four. Cool. Uh, she whips out her blackjack uh, and attempts to, to clobber you with it, but whiffs and, and misses. Now, Ivy. And her reaction. I mean, Easter. I'm assuming that she is close enough for me to hit since yeah, she was got, hitting she's me. she's got close enough to you. I want to use my shillelagh action. Is that how you say it? Couldn't work it out. So that will uh, magic my quarterstaff uh, being imbued with all of nature's powers. Cool. So you've used shillelagh and you would like to... I would like to whack her with my quarterstaff. So Ivy turns uh, on the woman who just missed hitting her with her blackjack so rudely, uh, and she whacks it overhand, cracks it down on her shoulder. So can you please roll to hit for me? Yes, and that gives me seven plus four, which is 11. And 11 will hit. And can you roll damage for me next, please? Eight plus two, so she takes 10 damage. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you've just killed you... her. Um, <laughs> God! <laughs> oh, you, what? What hit? You, you've just smacked her on the shoulder. The, the force of your blow ripples through her body and it punctures her lungs uh, as, as her shoulder blade 
pushes down upon them. Uh, this oh, this Christ. poor lady is now on the floor, choking on her own blood. Brogar. Free action can I just look scared and take a step away from Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> So your Jesus. current situation, um, there are still the two the two gents to the right and left of you, and there's um, a guy sort of partway down the corridor behind you, probably about six, seven feet away. All right. Gently smoking. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I am probably going to use my great club. Um, seems like a good time to to whack that one out. Uh, so I will roll for my great club against the guy to the right of me. It's a 17 plus 5 to hit. That's definitely a hit. <laughs> Can you roll your damage, please? And my damage is the five plus three, so it's eight damage. Oh, okay. Um, so your your great club comes down, hits pretty hard on on this poor fella, bruising bruising his ribs, pretty badly. Bacco, what would you like to do? Um, am I bleeding to death, or no, in no, any you're way? Not bleeding to death. You, you've so just I just got stabbed, but then I'm stabbed. fine. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Okay. This, this is one of those worlds. It's a little bit like Luther, you know, when you get stabbed through the hand and they can continue using his hand for the rest of the episode. Like, it's fine. Okay. And so I don't have to do anything about that. <laughs> no. Try to avoid getting stabbed more. <laughs> I'll put it on the list. Um, <laughs> Broca's got a notepad. I'm going to go after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go after the slightly singed one because my um, ego is also slightly singed after that experience. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use my horns. I'm going to try ramming at them. Four plus three equals seven. Seven. That unfortunately, uh, you you charge towards them and ricochet off their their soft body. Alas. Oh no! Um, we will now head on to the the next round as we have the slightly singed bandit uh, is it's up first. Um, he's not especially happy about what's just happened to you, uh, and resultantly, he's he's gonna try and pick up his dagger and have another go at you. So I will roll to hit, and that is a. That's a natural 20. Now, this oh, is no. Basically, what happens now is, under normal circumstances, they would double the number of dice you roll, okay? I think that means that it sucks because you can then basically whiff an attack and get no damage. I like to just double the damage. So then if you roll a d4 and you get a 4, you get 8. You just get twice what you'd normally get. Now, this could be problematic, because I've already had a bit of a rough go of it. Don't worry. I'm, I'm party healer is next in initiative. So Okay. Oh, I right. thought you were hiding. Yeah, but I can come out again every round and then re-hide. That's the joy Wonderful. of the uh, nimble escape. What are you, like a little gopher? Yeah, I'm a rat with a flamethrower. Yes. Rack-a-mole and in a medicine bag, essentially. And a bag of snacks. <laughs> Well, that's good news, potentially. <laughs> that's good news, because she's flatlining. <laughs> You've currently got five health. They've just rolled a two. Now that doubles to four. We had a plus Ooh. one modifier. Ooh. They've just stabbed you in in the, the other leg, and you're now ah. incapacitated on the floor. Um, So what we're going to do now is, on every turn remaining in combat, you will have to roll a saving throw. And basically, if you get above a threshold, 
I think it's like you roll five. If you get above threshold three times, then you survive. If you get below threshold three times, you're dead. <laughs> and the speed, someone else can also come along and heal you during that process. Or if you get out of combat, they can fix you up using yeah, health or potions. Um, they're feeling quite full of themselves, though. Snookums. <laughs> Right, well, so my religion is such that the uh, preservation of my friends, who've all shown themselves to have elegant taste by talking about how much they love my food over this time, is way bigger than killing people. I am chaotic good. So I'm going to pop out and run over to Baco in in their poor and sorry state. And uh, I am going to cast uh, Cure Wounds. So here's the fun. Uh, You get 1d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier, which is 2. So 1d8 plus 2 plus, because I am a disciple of life, you get another 2 and another 1 because I'm casting it as a first level spell. So this gives you 1d8 plus 5. So you've given me maths homework. (laughs) 1d8 plus 5. So I'll just roll the d8. So one, so you got six back. Right, oh, you thanks, have a mate. Healer. Sam, as far as I can, with any remaining movement I've got, yep. I'm going to dash into some boxes and hide. Oh, um, okay. Any particular box? You just want to just dash into a box? I just want to get no, not into a box box. Behind a get box. down a corridor between yeah. some stuff, so that no one's cool. got a line of sight on me, and I can squirrel myself away a little bit. And you've got nimble escape, so you you dash down uh, through the warehouse out. again. Uh, oh wait, I've got to heal her first. I call upon the living energies that is in all nourishment and nutrition to bless my friend whose name is very similar to a lovely salted dried pork product. And then I run away. (laughs) Thanks a lot, mate. (laughs) I shout after him. In the distance, you're fading away. Anytime! A proper hiding. Amazing. So um, making our first fight in some way entirely with cover. <laughs> I really should look to your character sheet. Argos, Argos Warehouse is my dream place to fight. <laughs> um, my decks, wait till I start fucking climbing things. Okay, cool. So we, we do have another bandit who is still alive. Um, and that bandit will now... Having, you know, he's seen his friend die, he's seen his other friend kill one of you, and he's thinking maybe the odds are potentially stacked up in his favour. He, he's dropped his box and thrown it. He would now like to, to whip out his club and give you a good old seeing to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not what that means, Sam. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Brogard, does a 10 hit? Uh, no. Great. I uh, laugh in the face of his great club. As as a small club, it's not great. It's a very medium. It's a bit no, it's rubbish. Um, it bounces off your, your scales, and he's sort of standing next to you, questioning it's, what, what he's doing with his life at this point. He went he went for my bicep, and I flexed at the same time, meaning it bounced off. <laughs> um, Ivy, I, what would you like to I, do? There's still. Three remaining. So there's Three. the singed one who's been murdering my friends. Mm-hmm. There's the one who's just accidentally uh, muscle tapped Brogar. And then there's the other chap with the the great club. Yeah. So you've only killed the woman, which mm. feels like Awkward. not on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> I identified who I thought was the most like the prominent threat. Ah. Uh, okay. Her out. Yeah. <laughs> um. I will go for the one with the great club. 
Um, Ivy, Ivy is looking. That's me. <laughs> oh no, Ivy said there were three. There is one with a great club behind, behind you. Okay. Um, Ivy is looking slightly stunned at the uh, corpse in front of her. It, it's garbage. It's um, <laughs> still not quite dead. Just, just checking. Rather, the uh, oh god, inevitable corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, she turns to the uh, the dwarf with the great club and proceeds to sweep her quarter staff directly into their knees. Oh, knee capping them. Yeah, so that's six plus four is ten. Yep, that is not going to hit. Uh, you, you attempt to, to sweep your club at their knees. Manages to deftly jump over it, even carrying his his rather large great club. Uh, Brogar. Okay, I um, A, I've just seen somebody that I met and was chilling with uh, just thought they were a pretty nice person um, absolutely mortally wound a stranger which is is taking me quite uh, by surprise I've got to say uh, she was quite small wasn't expecting that um, but I've also seen my other new friend who I feel like we, we've bonded we've definitely bonded um, I've just seen her be attacked and I'm, ang- I'm, I'm angry I'm pretty angry about this and so I look at the one that attacked Bako, who is the singed one. Yes. Um, and I cast Eldritch Blast at them. Do you? Okay. I do indeed. Wow. I am unaware that this is what I'm doing. I'm just really angry and I point at them. And suddenly sparks and fire fly from my hand. Wow, I didn't know. I didn't know you were a warlock. Oh, rough neck. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pact with someone by accident. That's fucking yeah. brilliant. Brilliant yeah. character de- development. So uh, out of pure rage, a beam of, of crackling energy streaks out towards this this singed gentleman, the fear on his eyes as you do so. Um, you're going to need to roll to, to hit, please. Hit, that's a 13. That does hit. Fantastic. And it's 1d10 damage. So that is... <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the, the, beam, the beam crackles out. Um, it connects with, with this man's dagger, which is drenched in the blood of your friend. Um, reverberating, tickles him a little bit. His hands have gone numb. He's... <laughs> Yeah, more shocked at the events that have just unfolded rather than actually in any sort of pain. Um, As a kind of free action, Brogar just looks confused at his own hands um, and then back at the guy and then like shakes his head slightly. Brilliant. Um, and now back up. You're back up. Oh, no. Oh. Well... My ego is definitely damaged, but I feel grateful for new friendship. <laughs> Do I have to attack them? No. You they nearly have... killed you. Oh, Using nearly... your powers of powers of democracy, kill them. Kill them back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel encouraged by that motivational talk. And, uh, oh, I'm going to try the dart this time. Because that is this the one that's still a bit far away? None that of them one? are especially far away, but the the chat with the great club will be a bit further, probably about another five feet. Is that a bad choice? Because does that mean they're stronger? There's ivy between you and them, but I'm sure you can you can. Please don't shoot me. Yeah, I will. Uh, mm, mm. I'll go for the closer one. <laughs> 
can I still use my darts? Or no, because that's his ranged weapon. Yeah, if you were darting someone like two foot away from me, you'd just still be holding on to it. You, you can like use stabbing it. somebody like a with a pair of compasses in school. I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want you to use your horns again because I um, think yeah, horn let's go damage horns sounds again. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go for a ram again. When you do horn damage, is it bludgeoning or piercing? It's horn damage. <laughs> <laughs> damage to my horns or damage to more to... salacious listeners. Do you bash them or stab them? Is sort of what he means. It's bashing. Bludgeoning, but I I'm gonna let you if you want to have spiky horn. You can choose right now, spiky or curled horns. Oh, damn. But can't they be curled with spiky at the end? Curled you all the way around. Curl yeah, all the way around and point forward, yeah. And then, yeah. I imagine that. pointing like this, which no one can, I realise no one can hear. <laughs> slightly to the right and slightly to the left. Wonderful for an audio medium. <laughs> In the meantime, I rolled 18. That was a 15 plus a 3. It's a definite hit. Ooh. Can you please roll to damage? Roll more than a 1. Come on. 3 plus 1 is 4. Two plus one is four. Uh, you did we say that they're, they're sharp? Is that what we're going yeah, for? Yeah, I'm going to go with the poking. The you gore, and the poking. You gore this singed gentleman. He's like a little shish kebab, slightly slightly overdone on the outside. The, the man is currently stuck on your horns as, as you raise them up. It's your choice as to what you what you do here. <laughs> you can you can keep him and wear him as a hat if you'd like, or uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I like the idea of uh, toying with the 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 guy a little bit first so i'm just gonna like parade around a little bit to show off that i also achieved something so that you know i keep a little bit of my ego protected by this uh and then do i just leave him there you can uh, but you, your movement speed will now be cut in half but you're not moving anytime soon you're not going anywhere cool i'm just gonna leave him there for a bit then also because your maybe battle cry we'll ask him something He's dying. He's, he's, he's not, yeah. He's, he's, they're technically dying. Oh, for three in turns, that case. Well, in that case, I'm going to go for a little like prance around the room, but then then just be, be cautious. If you move more than five feet, then someone will get an attack of opportunity, on you, <laughs> which means they can they can attack you. Oh, because you're I mean, minorly, you should a you shouldn't have told her that because that would have been funny. Mm. But B, surely she would technically be classed as like half cover right now. <laughs> I should also warn you, I'm out of spell slots um, because you remember I purified some beef in episode one. <laughs> Literally, I could have used that to save one of your lives, but I used it to make your sandwiches more palatable. That feels very, very unbrand for both Snookums and Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character is, uh, I would never eat beef. What are you talking about? That's a good point. The character is... Purify uh, halloumi. Ban on it. But also, Bako, can your battle cry now be, I'm going to wear you as a hat? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm going to wear you as a hat, mate. (laughs) Oh, oh no. Has that got like a sexual meaning behind? Oh, no, maybe not. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. He's really trying to think of one. If it does, I would like to explain how that... The Everything does, though, doesn't it? Imagination doesn't go. Everything to that. does. It's the it's the main rule of interpreting stuff. It's probably a sex thing. Mm. <laughs> That's your whole thesis. Let's not even start on fruit merchants from earlier. <laughs> I found a fun word for a fruit merchant. Anyway, we'll get back into that later. <laughs> It's another bandit's turn. Um, and the gentleman with the adequate club, once again, Brogar, you have enraged this this chap. He's freaking angry, all right? He's 
with all of his might, he rolls a five. <laughs> he can't fight angry. It's like in White Men Can't Jump. He can't fight angry. <laughs> I just have, like, grabbed the club. Oh, no. No, that will be a complex grapple motion. I'm not going to do that. I can't be honest. <laughs> but you can do that next turn if you'd like. Uh, he, he swings at you once again. Uh, just bounces off your, off your scales. He's... He's awful at his job. I am Just... that dench. I am dry, as bodybuilders call it. You can see every muscle defined underneath my scales. Yeah. Back always looking at me with horror, but that's what I look like. So you're really dehydrated, is what you're saying? Because that's why <laughs> yeah. it's called that with bodybuilders. Yeah, exactly. I'm super... coming out like a thick syrup. Yeah, I'm peeing <laughs> in cubes. Unless <laughs> you don't remember that for any food prep later on. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, I'm I'm lich I'm peeing in cubes. That is how dry of a dragonborn I am. Um yeah. He bounce off me, mate. Speaking of cooking, it's Snookums. Hey. Anyone's still alive? Yes, there's that there's one. still him. And there's a guy with a big a big one who's not been hit yet. Um, but, but you'd have to pass by the gentleman with the little club in order to get to him. And is is he damaged at all? Which one? The little little club, the one I can get to easy. Yes, he is. You yes. Does he is. look? Does he look really fucked up? A bit fucked up. He's a he's a bit fucked up. He's a bit fucked up. Yeah. Just so I like I'm trying to play chaotic good here. So. Uh, I am going to use Thaumaturgy, which is a cantrip, but I'm going to use it to... I'm going to stay in hiding, because fuck this, but I'm going to create the illusion of my voice booming incredibly loudly, saying to them, uh, uh, it'll be my voice booming, so it'll be this voice, but pitch right down. So it'll be, give up now and you might live. Don't take the the path your friends did. Can you please roll me an intimidation check with advantage? Yeah, with advantage. I'm flexing. Bacco's still got one of their mates on her head. Right, <laughs> and I'm so. just glaring. Yeah. Intimidation, I get a flat zero. I reared a 12 and a 16. 12 and a 16, you get a 16. Um, this guy is... I would say he's going to counter roll his wisdom is shite um he's quaking in his boots he's been trying to to smack brogar you shouted at him the guy with the great club fairly unfazed at this point he's just enraged but this little guy he's he's gonna try and run out into the warehouse and have a little bit of a hide he, he runs down it takes the second right and um, as he does so he runs into you you're gonna get an attack of opportunity <laughs> Uh, no, no, I'm going to shout, um, I'm going to point into a, like a large box or something. Shout, look, look, there's a good hiding place. He's going to dive straight like in. Like cleric of the life domain. I can't just hack people's heads off as they walk past me. But you could turn a blind eye while the rest of us do it. So. Well, you're, you're responsible to your own gods. He tears open the lid of this um, of this crate, jumps in and pulls it shut. As as he shuts the lid on himself, you can hear him sort of start to go, oh, oh and he's, he's scratching his skin. Um, and you can hear that through the crate. Uh, I, well, I, I was not terribly impressed at the skipping practices of this great club wielder. 
Um, so she's uh, she's she's going to have another. Also, it's the only one left. So uh, I'm just going to take another swing with the uh, with the with the super boosted quarter staff. But uh, as she does, she she says, "You really ought to listen to that voice, you know." Um, and proceeds to uh, very politely thwack. <laughs> oh, hey, please. Uh, three plus four. Too polite. <laughs> you whack him too politely. He just smiles. I really need it. to get the hang of the levels of this thing. Rogar. All right. <clears throat> um, I am unimpressed by. I, I felt. I felt a. A power rise up inside me last time through my anger, but it appears to just create um, sparkles. And so, uh, not impressed by that at all. I reach again for my great club, uh, whacking him, the only remaining one, about the head in a similar fashion to the way that I just saw Ivy do it. So, on top of the head. And that is going to... It's a hit for 14 plus 5, 19. That's a most definite hit. Can you roll to damage, please? And the damage is 1d8 plus 3, that's 5. So you smack him on the head. Um, he's wearing a little leather cap, um, not especially thick. He's a little bit sore, but he, he pats his head and grips a, upon his great club. Bako, it's you. You've, you're still wearing his power as a, as a hat. Yeah, I'm going to start by uh, just generally sort of uncoiling from my head the, uh, the other mate there. And... Uh, I'm going to just quickly, um, I still have the judge's robe on from earlier when we met in the pub. I'm just going to take it off and I'm going to clean off any little bits of blood and guts and then pop that in my bag. And now I'm going to focus on what's going on. Uh, and I'm going to, uh, how? Uh, can, can I use the darts now? Yep. I'm going to use the darts. Oh, Clearly wants to use the darts. Bella. Uh, so I roll a six plus a three, nine. No, unfortunately, your your time in the pub was not spent playing darts and your dart whistles past this, this seemingly invincible man. It's now his turn. You may have noticed he didn't take a turn last time because I forgot. Um, oh, no. no. He forgot. <laughs> he mm. forgot. So stunned. He's just had a knock on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he, he overexerted himself. But I've also looked at his character sheet, his stat sheet, and he gets multi-attack, so he attacks twice, so maybe that's fine. Um, anywho, <laughs> he's going to roll to hit Ivy, who is closest. And that's going to be a... Does a 15 hit. Yeah, that does hit. Okay, we'll roll a 1d8. Seven damage. Well, that's just not very nice. <laughs> so you, you just took seven damage. His great club comes crashing down upon you using the force from from it, it recoiling off you he's gonna try and swing again at ivy at ivy because she's closest doesn't eight hit no it's <laughs> 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 almost two deaths cool you deftly dodge under his his next swing um we jump back around it's snookums that guy's fine the guy with the big club so i'm gonna talk to my friend in the little box check that he's okay so i just go are you are you all right in there 
he's not replying, but you can hear him quaking because the, the box is shaking and creaking and the itching is starting to, to intensify. But he, he's still moving. So he's, he's, he's still moving. He's, he's just still dead. Still... Like, I'm a cleric of the life domain, not the not itching domain. So I am going to... Uh, like, there's not a lot left I've got, you know. I don't got want... any antihistamines? I don't want to flame that other guy to death. So what I am going to do instead is... Um, is there non-lethal damage in this version of d and I suppose you if, can't... If you're using bludgeoning, I'll you let you really do it non-lethal. You can't really set fire to someone with non-lethal damage, <laughs> can you? Well, I'm going to run out into the middle of this nonsense then. I'm going to run at the guy who's still standing with my warhammer out... And I'm going to hit the fucker. You charge through, or charge towards him. Your group are still in the way, but you dodge under their legs and yeah. find yourself beside Ivy, who's so just taken a I'm not really optimised for melee combat, so I've just rolled a four minus one, which is a three. He looks down at you as you get ready to swing. The, the weight of your tenderising hammer... He's bearing my shield in this hand, one-handed... You're just—you're not used to using it for this purpose, and you spin around. Its its force carries through. You completely, completely whiffed and missed him. Ivy, though. Uh, I think, given that Ivy has just been whacked, she's probably not going to be uh, swinging her stick. So I might—I might cast uh, Primal Savagery, and uh, and I spit acid at him. You need to roll to hit, please. Nine. Five plus four. It's not going to hit. You just, you just spit on this man's shirt. He just looks down at it. What has he gotten himself into at this point? Up next towards Brogar, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So a goblin just ran under my legs, flailed a meat tenderizer, and my other friends spat at a guy. Anyway, um, I... I, it's got it's got to be a great club it's got to be a great club to the head over and over again <laughs> because it's the only thing that I trust right now so to hit it is a 12 plus 5 17 that's definitely it fantastic and damage is 3 plus 3 6 how would you like to hit him I would like to um, is this a how would I like to hit him no, for the final no, no. hit that would be a oh, how would you like to do this there's it. Oh, I see. Um, okay, so I've, I'm hitting him, but he's not dead. So it can't be a full-on dragonborn hit to the the, the cranium because because he, he'd be dead. Um, I get him on the collarbone. I think. Ooh. Right down through the clavicle. He's not happy. Having seen Ivy earlier, you you attempt the same move, and it's fairly effective. He's not looking so good. Is his grip on his great club is loosening? Bacco. <laughs> I'm going to go in for the ram again. <laughs> Actual way to do it. I love it. I'm going to roll the dice. So Sorry, I should have told you. It's a bit like you don't walk unless I tell you to walk. <laughs> I realise I need to. Can you please roll to hit? 17 plus 3, so 20. Ooh. 30, 20, Ooh. Hits. Please roll damage. A one plus four, a four plus one is five. You charge into him, goring him in the stomach. Um, he manages to pull himself off your horns, though, before you finish him like you would have done his pals. He is really not, he's, he's keeled over, huffing and puffing. He is definitely on his last legs at this point in time. Snookums. Um... I'm just going to try and reason with him at this point. Right, look, friend, you don't look well. 
If all your friends are dead or run away, um, we're all fine. Some of us are actually good at hitting. I I think the best thing to do would be if you just run straight out the door and forget that this ever happened. And but, let me have all of the spices. But, oh, what bloody hell. I mean, obviously, I won't take all of them. I'll only take what I can carry. But just if I could take some spices, we'll let you. You should just go for your own good. If I, if I leave, will you let me take my friends? And you won't tell anyone about what happened here. Well, we'll go and talk to your friend separately, because he and I have a special relationship. He loves spices. He even self-marinades, which is a thing I've never known someone to do before. So I'll tell you what, you get the hell out of here now, and we'll talk to your friend, and well, I'll make him something nice. He creeps forwards, begins to reach for the hand of the shish kebab and to the one. And he's, he's going to try and... He's going to drag the corpses out. Drag it. He's dragging the corpses. Good lad. Oh. Uh, is, are, you, are you okay with this, everyone? Yeah, because yeah, we can gain info from the self-marinating one. Um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get stuff out of him, hopefully. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I can uh, let him go. He's, he's, he's dragging them out the door very slowly because his speed is halved and then halved again. So every six seconds, he's travelling 7.5 feet. Um, <laughs> he's just very slowly getting to the door. About 15 seconds past, he's, he's going down the corridor. They're, they're blood stains and a bit of charred flesh is sort of coming off on the floor. Gets to the door. He lets go of one of his friends. He flop on the ground. He draws the bolt back. He pulls the door a little bit, drags them out. Shuts the door behind him. You are now alone in this warehouse, other than the uh, the chap in the the crate. You can you and, can at this point hear and, him itching from where you are. I the, think the you should go and check out my friend in the boxes. You're now out of the crate. Yeah. You'll do you want. <laughs> We're not all going to go take turns to poke the guy in the crate. <laughs> I mean, I think you all look more intimidating than me. All right, I I. I fluff out my shirt I flex a few times I'm like I think you're right I think you're right pal um, where 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 is the other one I, I'm going to look around to try and see where this noise is coming from so Ivy is sort of uh, peering in the dark of the warehouse with obviously it's not that dark for us um, to try and locate the source of the scratching noise oh, and see what I can see of the box that they're in you can roll a perception check for that. Steve, what are you... Steve knows where he is. No, no. I know, but I feel like the box will I, say something. I am going to follow my character's flaw, which is uh, I'd risk too much to uncover a little bit of knowledge. And while the three of you are going and dragging this guy out and interrogating him, I'm just going around all of the boxes in the warehouse looking for new spices. Uh, I'm looking for anything I could use in my herbalist's kit to make healing potions because... Uh, uh, only having one use of cure wounds is clearly not enough, given how shit you all are at fighting. Um, so I'm I'm doing all of that. I'm doing loads of little investigating, looking in boxes, tasting things, trying to find ingredients while you do this bit. Can I ask you to roll six serial investigation checks and then give me each individual score? All right, here we go. Well, one one for each aisle while you guys quick. are then doing your stuff. I'll do yeah, them so quick. I'll add the plus twos before I give them to you. They are 17, 15, 18... 17, 9, 10. 
Cool. Um, and I'll let them do something, and then we'll come Got back. A to dice you. rolling, yeah, see. So they're really perception check. Uh, sixteen plus four, so dirty twenty. What was it you wanted to check? I I wanted to see because you said the boxes all had sort of labels and addresses, and I just I feel like he's jumped into a box of something, and I'm wondering if it says what it might be on the outside or who it was for or anything like that. Yes. Um, so looking at it, you there's there's two elements to this label. The first is the address, and then there's also a note uh, attached to the lid of this box in a language you personally can't understand. Okay, but but the label you can read lists the address of Aldous Yardley. Hmm. Can I tell what the what language the note is written in? Unfortunately, not. It's a just looks like scratches, but you can tell it's clearly some sort of alphabet because they they repeat occasionally. They're just sort of weird, scratchy shapes. Um, Bako and Brogar, are you doing anything in particular? Am I? Are we looking at what? Um, I, I may have noticed that Ivy is peering at something. Can I also peer? Just going uh, over and have a look. Uh, looking at it, you can see there is an address. It's a Professor Aldous Yardley, and then it says um, seventeen wobble. Gong Street. <laughs> Wobble Gong. That was definitely a pre-prepared address. <laughs> I think your character would probably write that down. I mean, but not me. My, I, char- yeah. my character is very much taking note of this, um, like completely not listening to what anyone else is saying. I'm just writing down words that I see because I think these are exciting, and also saying the phrase Wobble Gong out to myself. Uh, yeah, I. I'm going to um, straighten myself up a little bit. And as I do that, I remember that I have got a locket around my neck, which I open very quickly uh, and close. And then I want to go and check out the box, the talking box. Would any of you like to do anything in particular with this box before Steve has a look around? Well, now, I I know Aldous a little bit and... um, he tends to be rather eccentric with the uh, with the things that he's. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure we want to open this box. I, I mean, I'm assuming that. Uh, I mean, we. I, I, I have something to uh, to take to him. As a matter of fact, so we could just take him this box uh, with our marinated friend. Uh, I mean, I. I've not really done this before. Um, this sort of proper adventuring i'm mainly more of a field researcher um do do how does one do, how does one do this <laughs> i i can help you with that ivy i say and hike the entire barrel up onto my shoulder we we head into wobble yard with aldous gongly i say looking at my my notepad Cool. Steve, you've you've had a quick look around these six aisles, um, and I learned from my mistakes last time, and I know some things what might be here. So, ready. <laughs> are they types of sail and boat things? <laughs> it's just a boat search, but uh, no, they're not. So uh, you you go down each aisle, uh, noticing that actually the there's quite a good filing system in place in this warehouse. This is a very legitimate operation. Um, in this, the first aisle. Uh, you head down, that being closest to the exit. Uh, you find there's some fruit, much like the fruits which you, you found earlier. This There's actually two spaces for crates here. Perhaps that's that's where they would have put them. Um, but the fruits are, are ordered uh, in the most sensible order, um, big to small. So you've got like grapefruits at the top and you've got like grapes at the bottom. 
Would you like that feels it? nonsensible, surely. If one falls, it'll crush the rest. Um, <laughs> if there's nothing super special there, I'm just going to uh, grab... There are some exotic fruits. Oh, what's exotic? Papaya. Oh, no. <laughs> right, good. I'll have one of them, two of them, because I'll probably screw up one to experiment with, or one to make a finalised meal from. Some rambutans? That is a thing. I don't know what yeah. it is, but I'll have... It's How big a is bit it? like a lychee. It's a big lychee. It's like the size of a kiwi. Oh, right. It's, I'll it's have... like a strawberry with weird I'll hair. Have, I'll have... have four of them. Cool. Because I'm anticipating making, like... I might, you know, strip the contents out, turn it into a sorbet, put it back in the container, serve it to my friends, as if they're in uh, a restaurant on holiday in the late 1980s. And then you've got some some huckleberries, which you don't tend to find around uh, this time of year. So who knows where they've managed to get them from? Brilliant. Otherwise, it's just a normal assortment of fruits. Well, I'll grab a, a handful of those huckleberries, put them away. Cool. Might use them later to make something nice. Wonderful. Uh, walking into the second aisle, um, rummaging through each of these containers, you find that all of them contain mirrors, many of which are, are made of from an, an iridescent metal. Um, as you peer close into them, you can see what appears to be an artwork that as you shift the, the plane you're holding the mirror in, it's moving. Like a, it's like a, a 3D hologram. How many of those are there? There are does You have a whole crate full of the things. Oh, well, I'm just going to grab three to give to my friends. Cool. You notice on, on, the, on this particular box, it's addressed to Anquis Alembics, which is uh, on the high street, apparently, at the north end. Absolutely not interested in that. Make no note of that. I'm hunting for spices. I'm only the, grabbing the mirrors to give to my friends so they don't ask me what fruit and spices I've got. Next aisle, just a bunch of jars full of dead things in formaldehyde addressed to the uh, Faculty of Unnatural Sciences. Um, and then you find yourself in the next aisle, which is the fourth, and you can immediately smell paprika, cumin, cardamom, cinnamon, just hit you straight up through your nostrils. Wow, well, I'll just, you know, I'll get some handfuls of things. And are these the ones that were stolen on their way to my... On close inspection, you find one of these crates organised such that inside the crate there are all kinds of different spices, many of which you don't recognise, addressed to uh, the Jolly Albert. Amazing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab some of the pouches of the ones that I've never seen before with their little names on, just pocket a load of those, um, and I'll work them out later. And then I'm not going to try and move the box because I'm only little. I'm just going to, when I get back to the pub, I'll just let the guy know that they're here. Cool. I'm a chef. I don't move crates. And then finally, final two hours. The next one, it's just different kinds of driftwood. Finally, the final hour, uh, a selection of meats. And you notice there is a crate uh, addressed once again to the Jolly Albert containing some beef. Great. Well, I'll leave the beef for now because, like, if I put that in my pocket, it's going to be horrible in a day or two. So I'll just, I'm going to report this back to the pub next time I go to the pub. But after I did it, there was nothing I could use to make healing spells, was healing potions, was there? Having a look in the spices aisle, yeah, there's a bunch of herbs in there as well. The thing that I found makes a wonderful elixir is that um, I crush juniper berries uh, and I run just a small amount of water across them and just, just don't mix it for long. It just literally, you slew it over the top. And then as it does so, you run it through a little little bit of rosemary it's got to be fresh rosemary if you collect that you then distill it using your herbalism kit collect what comes off the end 
and add to that a single cardamom pod, I found that A, that's delicious. You can mix it with almost anything. It's just one of those universal mixes. And secondly, it's a healing potion. It's also gin. That makes a wonderful tonic. It was a bit cleverer than gin, if you listened. Uh, it was it was gin with botanicals. It's monkey forty seven. No, 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 because I didn't distill it with the min. I mean, really, okay. it's distilled water with a cardamom pod in it. If you want to get really pedantic, <laughs> can I shout to my new friends? Friends, did you find the guy? What are we doing next? So I've got him uh, on my shoulder. I'm, I'm heading out. Off we pop, snookums. I'm just going to grab me bits, come after them. As I get up to them, I go, Oh, friends, I found these lovely mirrors I thought you might like. And I give them one of the mirror hologram mirrors each. I am horrified by what I am pretty certain is two souls trapped inside this sliver of metal. Um, I'm, I, I can see something, I can see something moving inside it, and I'm, I just put it in my pocket. I thank you. Well, thank you very much. That's a nice gift. But I believe that it is a horror abomination trapped inside the metal. It's interesting that you can see yourself with this three-dimensional background in the mirror as you move it. Sorry, I'm going to take mine and uh, take a good look. Now, what can I see exactly? I can see myself. So, you can see yourself and you also see a dark forest but not in a like spooky kind of way and like a, oh that's a nice place I'd like to go on a walk and there's that little twinkling lights like glow bugs um reminds you of home I'm gonna take that moment to feel that sense of home then I'm just gonna spend a few minutes making sure my eyebrows are okay after all the uh and that I've got all the bloody bits off my horns uh, and that I look all right and then I'm gonna pop that in my backpack does Snookums have big ears? He's wearing a, a pot on his head, so yeah. you don't have to ask him. Do you have big ears, Snookums? I mean, I thought, well, who, whose beauty standards are we talking about? I'm a goblin. I've got big old goblin ears. Yeah, so I'm going to say, cheers, big ears, and I'm going to chuck the mirror in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> They're all long and thin. I suppose, <laughs> big in a way. Head to your satyr ears, <laughs> Notoriously of a medium size, small, big, little, giant, medium. Goatee. Goatee, right. So well, goblin you know. ears are like goatee ears. It's just goblins. Yeah, you've got are small. a smaller head than me, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So, big in proportion ears could be my nickname. <laughs> I'll stick to that as your nickname then. <laughs> well, it's somebody with ears the same as yours, big ears. It's like you are the big ears. Are. So I call you your small head then. <laughs> well, just snookums will be nice. All right, I'll stick to snookums. Not everyone has to have a stupid nickname. We're not in actual Australia. <laughs> Ivy also looks into her mirror. What what do I what do I see? It's emanating almost a, a reddish yellow colour out towards you. You see what is frankly a, a hellscape. It's just boiling pools of lava, igneous rocks jutting out everywhere. It looks fairly inhospitable wherever it is. Can I try and like perceive what the mirror's what the mirror is? Investigation would be good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm nearly going to go through an entire round of us being given clearly magical objects and nobody giving a shit. <laughs> Well, the thing is, right, I'm only interested in... Sorry, out of the game, I'm only interested in uh, food-related magical objects because those would be objects blessed by my goddess. <laughs> well, I'm I just think... waiting for Sam to be like, oh, my God, someone, like, ask what this is. <laughs> you know, the magic will be that it sucks your soul in. You are the third image trapped inside. <gasps> 17 plus 2, 19. Oh, wow, OK. Um... <laughs> 
yep. is very passionate about research. So you, you have a, a quick look around, you feel around the mirror. The, the metal itself that the mirror is constructed out of is a little hand mirror with a handle and what seems to be a glass front. Uh, the metal isn't a kind of metal you recognise whatsoever. As I said earlier, it's iridescent. As the light reflects off it, it gives off a, a greeny, purpley glow. Flipping it over, looking at the glass, you can see that the glass melds into the metal. There doesn't appear to be a gap between the two and you can feel a bit of heat emanating off the front of it. <laughs> Lucy, I wish people could see your face right now. <laughs> right, I take the pocket handkerchief out of my pocket and I wrap the mirror in it to protect it from scratches or something and I stow it carefully in a designated pocket of my travelling satchel uh, and then I proceed to leave the warehouse. You've all now left the the warehouse um, with uh, all you have is, a, is an address for 17 yeah. Wobblegong Street. Can I say Private to my friends, friends it, would, um, it would just really help me if you would mind if we could just um, go via the pub so I could tell the uh, boss, tell the boss where all his stuff is. Can send the boys around and get it picked up. As long as we don't take too long, I, I do have some things I need to see Aldous about as well, and I, I probably should have got back to him before now. I mean, Sam, was that an actual quest he gave us that we're getting a reward for? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remind my friends of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, just, I I'm more than happy to go, Snookums. I just don't want us to get distracted by starting to prepare some of these oh, ingredients. Terribly distracted by shiny things like gold pieces in your hand. I probably could live with that. Right, it's not something that happens to me very often. Like I said, I'm a let's researcher. Let's go and like, tell the boss, get you your reward. Uh, he'll probably try and get me to do some cooking, but I'm I'm quite worried now that I've saved someone's life and you've got him in a box. You're carrying him across town. So <laughs> I'm going to stick with you as a cleric of the domain of life to make sure that he's okay. Excellent. I walk to the pub. Boss, 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 we found your stuff. It's too heavy for me to carry. It's in. And I give directions. Oh, little man, that's bloody fantastic. You know what? I've I've been thinking, actually. Um, you know, you've done so, so bloody much, and I haven't given you an on day since you got here. Yeah. It's, the, it's the parade tomorrow. If, if you're happy, and I, I know you love cooking, but don't tell them. I know you love cooking. I can get some gnomes in, temp workers. They can cover your shifts for the next day or so. Um... Well, thanks, because I've actually got to do a, a mission for my goddess. You know, the one who makes makes the food and gives us the spiciness that we desire. Whereabouts do I need to uh, do I need to get some folks to go pick the stuff up? Oh, Thank you so much. It's I'll from pay you in the just a place sec. that I know in my memory, in character, but I don't in, as as Steve. So place we, near the docks. Yeah, you go round and it's there. Yeah, they're just there. Brilliant. Well, it's a straight road. It's the odd blood stain on yeah. the floor. Don't ask questions. <laughs> There's a great big scorch mark where someone was standing. Don't ask questions. Well, find the warehouse that's got two massive blood trails with a set of footsteps in between, <laughs> leading out of the front door. Well, I'll, I'll 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 call the boys in, and I'm sure they can. They can yeah, get that. the boys and that Talk. one girl. I, <laughs> um, money, money. He walks behind the bar. He's bashing around, and he, he comes out with a a weighty purse containing. He counts them up. <laughs> 40 gold pieces and he's got them in his hand and he, he reaches out towards you I nice. I've, I've only got one bag I can't offer you free or frankly Snookums you need a raise anyway oh. Oh, thanks Ivy could you uh, could you count out my, my lot 
Are we meant to be splitting this between the three of us or the four? Well, I think that would be the fairest thing to do, isn't it? We did the job together. The four, yes. I wasn't sure if you were being paid on a separate separate contract. So we've got 40 here, uh, and we were prepaid uh, another 25, which I've been holding for you, uh, as yeah. you know, I have no intention of stealing from you. So that's a total of 65, which we need to split between four. Yeah. Would have been terribly convenient if it had been an even number, but I guess that would uh, that'd be too much to ask. That's fine if I have to be one short. I'll be one short. That's fine, Marvin. Perfect. So uh, Irie divides the, the money up into uh into four almost equal piles oh yeah what are the piles i've got intelligence 14 right thank you kate Stukums has got an iq of 140 basically i'm ready to do this so, akko's got a calculator yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i roll my wisdom uh so 16 each with one left over you notice there's a, a the bipedal bird creature who was sat in the corner earlier is he sat by the bar. Bipedal bird creature, big bird. Yeah. Just call big, him big. The big yellow bird is standing <laughs> by the counter uh, and, and he's, he's trying to pick out the money in order to pay the bar keep who's, who's gone back behind the bar. He's, he's struggling. I don't think I'm going to help him, but I know this is my problem. I noticed that he is bipedal as opposed to a quadrupedal bird, which some, yeah. for some reason required reference. Penguin. Uh, quadrupedal? Underwater. <laughs> Ivy uh, doesn't like the idea of there being this one coin left over because that would be that would just be unfair. So she turns and says, I don't suppose you have change. Uh, and goes over to uh, <laughs> to, to help and to, to potentially split their coin into 25. He turns to you. Change, change. Suppose have change. You're not going to like it. <laughs> That's all. He looks at you and he nods. <laughs> Because <laughs> then you're going to have to divide ten silver pieces by four, and you're going to have the same problem again. We give the spear gold one to the big yellow bird. Yeah, just give it to the bird. Yeah, Ivy, Ivy remembers that she We're has rolling it cash now with Flips my lifestyle. The, uh... looks at his character sheet. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> I could live like a king on this. Two silver pieces a day. My lifestyle costs me. The bird reaches out. Change, change. And he nods, taking the money, placing it down on the counter and cradling a cask of ale. He, w- he waddles back into, into his corner and takes a seat. See you Hi. later, Mr. Change. Bye. <laughs> Brogar follows suit and also gives a random patron uh, one gold coin. <laughs> so currently in the bar, there's one group of four smallish looking people perhaps they're halflings or maybe they're just small then uh, there's a hooded figure sat in in the the other far corner i go with uh, the less know. ominous of the two and go straight for the hooded figure i mean brogar squashes himself into said shady corner kind of obscuring the rest of the bar from the view of the the hooded person uh, puts the coin down puts one finger on it and moves it slowly to the hooded figure and puts one one hand under his chin rests and gives a quick wink and says that's for you <laughs> he looks up at you see little yellow eyes just peering from underneath the hood <laughs> A small, haggard hand with three digits reaches out, places it upon the coin and drags it towards himself until it falls off the table into his lap. I just stand up again. Chair is still attached to the back of me because I'm too big for it. I pulled myself out of it and I head back to my friends, safe in the knowledge that I have done a custom. 
This episode of Live Love Lovecraft was written and produced by me, Sam Mackay. It starred Steve Cross, Lucy Eckersley, Kate Hunter and Zoe McGee and you can find links to their online stuff in the podcast notes below. The music was written by me and sound effects were produced by myself and Michael Gelfie. A link to his Patreon can also be found in the episode notes. Have a wonderful week friends and we'll see you next time when the adventure continues. I'm very upset that we completely glanced over the aisle filled with dead things in jars because that is one of my <laughs> my favourite topics. Uh, I am surrounded by them at home. Um, if now- I had if I had any more castings of purify food and drink, what I could do is cast it as a ritual. If you all want to spend ten minutes with me surrounded by bits of dead animal that have been pickled, that I'll purify back to the state where we can eat them. But that feels like overkill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. You're just a complete nuisance at the Natural History Museum at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just very quietly. <laughs> You've ruined that exhibit. And then I reach in and just eat the octopus. <laughs> <laughs>